Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. 23 minutes after 3 o'clock, we're in conversation next with Dr. Emmanuel Madambo, Research Director at the Center for Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg. China's President Xi Jinping is currently in Moscow to meet with President Vladimir Putin of Russia just days after Vladimir Putin was hit with an international warrant of an international warrant for alleged war crimes in Ukraine. The two leaders are expected to discuss Beijing's 12-point papers, which is calling for dialogue and a settlement in Ukraine. Dr. Matambo, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So how should, we, how should we see this intervention from China considering China has this non-interference policy? Good afternoon, Audrey. Good afternoon to your listeners and thank you for inviting me. Um, indeed, what is happening at the moment should be seen in the, from the perspective of uh, an article actually that was written by President Xi Jinping. It was published in the Russian Gazette and it came out this morning just before he arrived in, in Russia. In that article, President Xi Jinping recounts the long-standing relationship that China has had with Russia, a relationship, a relationship that last year enjoyed in excess of 190 billion United States dollars. So China appreciates just how important Russia's trade relationship is with China. And then when you look at the 12-point plan, it is not really a breach on the part of China's policy of non-interference. It was just more like an irresponsible suggestion on how the Russia-Ukraine conflict can be resolved. Obviously, Russia has not really taken a stand on how it appraises the 12-point plan. The foreign minister of Russia just said it was receiving a lot of serious attention in the Kremlin itself. But we're yet to see exactly how Russia will respond. But we can predict from the tenor of President Xi Jinping's uh, article that came out this morning that indeed there will be a lot of uh, solidarity between the, mm-hmm. the two countries and China seems to have a soft spot, so to say, for Russia. Well, also looking at, for instance, what the Ukraine foreign ministry said, that they expect China to use its influence over Russia. But if China, if, for instance, Russia were to say, okay, we agree to some parts of the 12-point plan, um, then would you be a mediator? Would Ukraine agree to China being a mediator? Ukraine has shown, actually President Zelensky has said uh, he's willing to meet with uh, uh, President Xi Jinping, but over video. So that is quite uh, telling. Another thing is that I don't think Ukraine right now could agree to anything less than Russia seizing the hostilities and also making sure that um, the referendum that were assigned, the sham referendums that were assigned in September last year during which certain parts of Ukraine are under Russia's orbit are included in the 12-point plan because that is one of the glaring omissions from the 12-point plan that China, China proposed and it has become almost the core now of what Russia has been doing in, in Ukraine. So if China can make sure that in, in as much as it emphasizes the sovereignty, the, integrity, so the, uh, the sovereignty integrity of all the countries involved, that it should include some of those areas that have been occupied by Russia, then maybe we can see that Ukraine will have a more amenable understanding with China. I see Al Jazeera reporting that European countries um, have agreed that they would supply Ukraine with ammunition over the next 12 months. And we know how 
um, Russia has responded to some of these agreements before and also the supply of armaments to uh, to Ukraine. Would this then further water, further muddy the water, considering um, the perception that um, that Russia, Vladimir Putin, have over the influence of NATO countries over Ukraine? Well, NATO, to be quite frank, is an albatross around uh, Russia's neck. After the dissolution of the Soviet Union, a lot of people um, were for the idea that the rationale behind NATO had expired. So I understand that uh, Vladimir Putin feels a little bit deceived, and uh, there have been speculations obviously that China and uh, Russia to push back would resort to gaining, uh, getting armament from from china a situation which cannot which is not very feasible looking at how sophisticated president xi jinping is but then obviously there has to be a lot of restraint on both sides there seems to be mixed feelings from from nato and its western allies because on the one hand they want to seek a resolution to the conflict but on the other hand they want to do it obviously through the massive use of force uh, which supports support Ukraine. So that is just the quandary in which the, the West finds itself. And Putin is a man who is in a corner at the moment, and then um, any withdrawal from himself, any show of weakness from himself, could actually result in a lot of trouble in Russia itself, instead among the higher echelons of, of the Kremlin, because then the people around him are asking, why did you take us to Ukraine? in the first place if you are going to withdraw it as a humiliating man. Then there's also the element around the International Criminal Court um, issuing that warrant of arrest against Vladimir Putin and today Russia's investigative committee saying that it will also open a criminal case against uh, the prosecutors of the ICC including the judges but this is also happening during a time as we're trying to find a solution to the Ukraine-Russia impasse. Does this not again muddy the waters further? Well, let's first of all, Russia has an interesting history, by the way, with the ICT. In the year 2000, it signed the Rome Statute, but it did not ratify it. Mm. And then in 2016, uh, two years after Russia invaded the Crimean Peninsula, it actually withdrew its, uh, its, its signature from the, from the ICT. But then according to the ICC's uh, legal instrument now, the they charges for kidnapping of children and transferring, forcefully transferring Ukrainian citizens to, to Russia. We are done in a country, Ukraine, that is a, a signatory to the to the Rome Statute. And that is where they are standing to say, well, the, the, then it means the charges against President Putin is still stand because these crimes were created against a member of the of the Rome Statute. Obviously, it is something that is going to be very awkward to say to third party countries such as South Africa, where mm. Putin might visit as a even though uh, for, for the Panic, even though the letter of invitation has been delivered. Well, and, and listening to what the presidency spokesperson said over the weekend as well, um, that South Africa understands its international obligation. I don't know what that means in the context of the history of this country when it comes to the ICC, and more specifically speaking about uh, Sudan. Indeed, um, I, I listened to what was said in the, in the presidency. It was quite uh, mildly contradictory, so to say. So the obligations say that uh, South Africa has to comply and then it has to deliver President Putin. But as we saw in 2015, South Africa did not comply by sending Omar al-Bashir. Another uh, thing that uh, uh, Mr. Maguena said was that uh, the letters of invitation haven't yet been sent to the BRICS uh, country. So we are waiting to, to, to see that, but 
uh, in order not for South Africa to wrestle the tables of uh, countries such as China, Russia, and Brazil. I don't really see it um, taking foot into the ICC. The surface thing that President Ramaphosa mm-hmm. might actually do is probably to say, okay, we'll have a high, we'll have President Putin um, participate in the BRICS summit through a hybrid session. Obviously, they'll come up with a pretext to say we probably engage with yep. what is happening domestically in Russia, and that will save South Africa some clashes. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Emmanuel Madambo, Research Director at the Center for Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg. It's a minute after half past three, time for the news headlines.